Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who've been called by God to live the lives that we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And now we just say we live, we love, and we serve. Amen? Amen. SCBC family, would you turn your attention with me to the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, and we will be reading verses 10 through 13. Isaiah 41, verses 10 through 13. Amen. It reads as follows, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Yes, all who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. Those who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you, but you shall not find them. Those who war against you shall be nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. And it is I who say to you, do not fear. I will help you. Amen. Let's go to God in a moment of prayer. God, sometimes we have so much to say to you, but sometimes a simple thank you is all we can muster. Thank you for being who you are in our lives, God. Thank you for seeing us through the dark moments, God. Thank you for bringing us through those moments where we did not think we would make it. Those moments of struggle where we didn't know what would happen, we didn't know the outcome, but yet, you were there with us and you saw us through. Those moments where we felt alone and you were there to comfort us. Those moments where we felt no love and you were there to hold us close to you, God. Those moments where we just felt like giving up, but you reached out and grabbed us and pushed us forward, God. So once again, all we could say is thank you, God. God, please use your servant to reach somebody who tuned in today to, to hear your voice, God, to know that you are still present in their lives. Somebody tuned in today to know that you are still working on their behalf. Somebody tuned in today because they needed to know that you were still there for them, fighting for them, loving on them, giving them all that they needed, God. So once again, we must ask that you have your way, God. Have your way in this building. Have your way in this sermon. Have your way as we continue moving forward. And we will once again just give you all the glory. We love you, God, and we are so grateful and thankful that you love us. 
It's in your name we pray and we say amen, amen, and amen. Family, today I simply want to talk about no reason to fear. No reason to fear. Amen. Family, fear is something that has been present a lot for this last year or so. Fear of many things, fear of sickness, fear of detriment to health, fear of sending our children to school, fear of going to work, fear of doing things that once brought us so much joy. There is so much around us to fear. It seems to cloud our very minds. It seems to control how we do what we do and who we do it with. Fear is now included in each and every decision that we make. And even when we see some hope for the situation to get better, fear is still there lingering in the back of our minds because fear is present right now. Fear can be such a detriment to our lives and it really can hinder how we move, the decisions that we make, and the kind of person and people that we are trying to be. Fear can really change the, the trajectory of our lives and we will not even realize why our lives have changed. We will not realize how we have changed. We will just realize and know that things aren't how we thought they were going to be. Certain things happen to us when fear is present. When fear is present, we, we find ourselves striving for uh, the vain impossibility of the standard of perfection. When you're afraid and you're afraid of criticism and you're afraid of failure and you're afraid of rejection, you'll do anything to try to become or seem perfect. And if we aren't perfect, then we like to put on the mask to make us look like we are perfect. We like to put on the mask of perfection. This mask that we wear that, think, that we think covers all the things that we fear will, will, people will deem imperfect. We are so afraid of showing who we really are because of the fear. And of course, this mask of perfection does not only hide what we want to hide, but it also separates us from what we really want. It separates us from this real love, this real acceptance, and this real connection, and it separates us from people seeing who we truly are. When we put on this mask, we are hiding who we truly are because we are ashamed for some reason for, of the person that God has made us to be. We want to hide that person because we think that person will be rejected, and fear has caused us to want to hide all that is special about us. When fear is present, these things will happen. When fear is present, you will find yourself settling for less when it comes to your dreams. When you're afraid to take the risk and go for what you really want, you convince yourself that your less than is as good as it gets. When fear runs the show, you forget how to dream. You forget what you used to dream of and you forget all the things that you said you would do when you were growing up. You lose sight of your imagination. All those goals you had growing up, fear makes you forget them all. Fear causes you to give up on dreaming. And when you give up on that dreaming, you then compromise in the name of being realistic. But settling isn't being realistic, family. Settling is accepting that fear is in control of your life. And when fear is in control of your life, you are limiting yourself to the possibility, possibilities that God placed on your life. 
You are limiting yourself and you were not meant to be limited. But when fear is at the forefront, this is what happens. When fear is present, you say yes when you mean to say no. When you're afraid to disappoint people, when you're afraid to get rejected, if you don't say yes, you'll fall into this fear-based living where you're trying to be a people pleaser because you don't want that rejection that you have made up in your mind, that rejection that you have anticipated that might not happen. You'll develop a self-sacrificing behavior that leads to resentment due to the fact that you've made others a greater priority than yourself. When fear is present, you won't have the courage to speak up. When fear is present, you will just be saying yes to make other people happy instead of saying yes to make yourself happy. When fear is present, that is what happens. But when fear is no longer running the show, you can say no when it feels self-loving. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Dez met with the young adults and she told us something that was simple but still mind-blowing. She said that no is a complete sentence. This doesn't mean that you won't devote yourself to generosity. This doesn't mean that you won't devote yourself to service. This doesn't mean that you won't try to continue to live, love, and serve. It just means that the service stems from somewhere that is genuine rather than somewhere out of fear. And let me tell you, people can tell when you're doing something when it's genuine rather than when you don't really want to do it at all. Fear can cause these things. And on the flip side, fear can also cause you to say no when you really mean yes. When you're afraid, you're unlikely to take risks. You might feel that itch, that desire to start your own business, but the fear convinces you that you will fail. Take that bucket list trip, but the fear convinces you that something will go wrong. To treat yourself, but the fear convinces you and tells you that you don't deserve it to try something new, but you'll say no because you're afraid to fail. You're now afraid to succeed. You're afraid to get rejected and you're afraid to change things up and you're afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Comfort can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. When we get comfort, we stop moving. And when we stop moving, we are stagnant. And when we are stagnant, we are not doing what we were created to do. We were created to move and to move forward. But when we're stagnant due to comfort, that's not going to happen. Just because we are comfortable somewhere does not mean that is where we are supposed to be. Just because we are comfortable in a place or with someone does not mean that's the pinnacle of our lives. In fact, comfort often can signal that it's time to change things up. Comfort can also signal that it is time to get a move on because you have to keep going and keep getting better. Just because you are comfortable somewhere does not mean you need to stay there. But often the fear of the unknown keeps us to stay in those areas of comfort. The fear of the unknown keeps us to stay in those areas where we feel safe and we feel protected. The fear of the unknown stops us from exploring all that God has for us. When fear is pregnant, <laughs> excuse me, present, when fear is present, it causes all these problems. When fear is present, you struggle to make the tough decisions. When you are afraid, you avoid making decisions that your soul is begging you to make. Your intuition tells you that it's time to leave that toxic relationship, that it's time to quit that job that is wearing you down, that it's time to set those boundaries with parents that are always using you. But... You are fearful of the uncertainty that comes with that decision. What you'll discover on the other side of fear, though, that even though there is uncertainty, 
The uncertainty opens a gateway of amazing possibilities. When you don't know what the future holds, anything could happen. When you're walking on faith instead of certainty, you'll be walking towards endless paths with endless possibilities that will be great for you and for your future. Knowing where you're going and the trajectory that you're headed doesn't always mean that you're headed in the right direction. Often, it is that fear that keeps us in line with what we think we want and where we think we want to go instead of stepping out on faith and stepping into something that is amazing, stepping into what God has for us. But when fear is present, we don't do that. We stay where we are and then we are content. When fear is present, family, you put a muzzle on yourself. You fear, when fear is present, the fear is running the show and you avoid speaking up for what you believe. You won't open your mouth and let your voice be heard when your integrity is being threatened. You won't tell people when they've hurt your feelings. You won't tell people when they've wronged you. You won't tell people when you're in uncomfortable situations. You won't tell people when things need to change and you'll be too afraid to ask for what you really want because the fear has now caused you to close your mouth. But when you let love lead and you Erase the fear. You start respecting and appreciating the divine voice that is flowing through you. Because God did not create you to be silent. God did not create you to keep your thoughts to yourself. God didn't create you not to get what you want and to settle for less because you were afraid to speak up. No, God gave you a voice. So use that voice and speak your mind and speak your truth and watch how the divine voice flows through you. And as a result, you'll start to attract all the things that resonate with what you want and not what others want and not what you think you need because of others judging you. And you will get what is needed in your life and for your soul. But when fear is present, that doesn't happen. When fear is present, you doubt yourself. You doubt yourself. And when you're doubting yourself, you're doubting God's creation and all the good and wonderful things that God put in you. When you doubt yourself, you are doubting who you are and every decision that you will make will be a reflection of that doubt and of that fear that is present in your life. Every move that you make will show that doubt is still in the forefront of your mind and the doubt will continue to be present in your life when the fear is controlling you and how you move. When the fear is present, it will hold you back from so many things that you want in life and you would be able to get in life if you weren't allowing that fear to control you, that fear to cause you to doubt yourself. When you allow that fear to happen, you allow the fear to lead you and allow you uh, to doubt yourself. And you allow that fear to guide you. And then when that happens, you will find yourself in spaces and places that you never wanted to be in the first place. Spaces and places that will cause you to question yourself even more than before. Spaces and places that will have you sitting in pools of sorrow and regret because in the back of your mind, you know what you wanted and you know what was possible for your life, but you let the fear stop you from being there. And now you're stuck in situations where you feel that life can't get any better than this. You're stuck in situations that you feel that you might be judged too harshly if people see you. You're stuck in situations that you don't want people to look at you because you're afraid they will see how low you sunk because they too might have known what you could have been and look at you now. Afraid, isolating yourself because of fear, the fear that is in you, and you simply don't know how to get rid of it. 
But family, I'm here today to tell you that just because your life may be filled with fear now in this moment doesn't mean that your future has to be filled with fear. Fear is temporary, but God is always present. And when God is present in your life, it makes all the things that you are fearful of seem insignificant. When God is present in your life, those things that you once feared cannot have any hold over you. When God is present in your life, there is no reason to strive for fake perfection. There's no reason to settle when it comes to your dreams. No reason to say yes when you mean no and no when you mean yes. No reason to struggle with a tough decision. No reason to muzzle yourself and no reason to doubt yourself. Because when God is present, there is no reason to fear. When God is with you, God is walking with you and leading you and guiding you to where you need to be. God is present and in control. There is not a thing that you need to be afraid of because when God is for you, what can be against you? There is no reason to fear. There is no reason to fear. But it is not always so easy to consistently believe this. It is not always so easy to consistently trust in that statement. And it's not always easy because life happens. Things happen. But in those moments, it becomes necessary for God to remind us of this notion. Fear not, for I am with you. The opening statement in this scripture is both a command and a promise to Israel. Israel is commanded to fear not. And sometimes we need to hear this from God ourselves. Fear and worry are often signs in in our doubting faith and often can be signs of our lack of faith. But Why would there be any lack in faith when you are in situations where you know God is in control? The same God who has brought you through many rough and tough situations before, the same God who continues to make ways out of no ways, the same God who has seen you through every bad day in your life up until now, the same God who picked you up at your lowest moment is the same God who will be with you now and as you move forward. So when God tells us not to fear, take it seriously. But not only is there a command, there is also a promise. We fear not because the Lord has told us, I am with you. We see this statement a multitude of times in Scripture in moments where fear is present in the one God is communicating with. Fear is present because they might think that God is asking too much of them. Fear is present because they think the task ahead of them is too great for them. Fear is present because they don't believe in themselves, but the words that can combat all the fear are said all the time. I am with you. When God says this, you shouldn't worry. And once God says this, we shouldn't have any fear. And then we also see in scripture, when this statement is made, fear often vanishes from the equation with the one God is communicating with. What more do you need to hear? There is no reason for doubt. There's no reason for fear because God will be walking with you through the very thing that you are fearful of. We're more prone to fear and discouragement uh, when we think we are alone. When we are alone, we get real down on ourselves. When we are alone, our thoughts start to take control and we think that life is over and we think that this is the worst that thing is going to happen. We think that we can't go anywhere, that we can't do anything because the fear is clouding our judgment. It's clouding our mind. It's clouding us, not allowing us to see all that God has for us around us. But we are never truly alone. 
Even in those low periods in life where things aren't going well, when all the pieces aren't falling into place, and as much as we think that we are alone and as much as the circumstances wants to convince us that we are alone, we are never alone because God declared, fear not for I am with you. And as God continues to speak, God says, be not dismayed for I am your God. And here it was as if if God was saying to his people, remember me, remember who I am. And sometimes it is necessary for God to remind us of all the things that God has done for us in our lives. The things that God has done in our lives before, but when we forget about those things that God has done in our lives, we easily forget about the greatness of God. We forget it like we're trying to make God smaller than God truly is. So sometimes it is necessary for us to stop and think back to times where God came in our lives and was simply God. Those times where God showed up and showed out in the best way possible, when God showed up and righted all the wrongs in our lives, those times where God showed up and fixed things that we thought would be broken forever, those times when God showed up and helped you with all the hurt and pain that someone or something had caused you. But when you forget about all that God has done, you've caused uh, your own forgetfulness of the greatness of God, and you become easily dismayed. But God said, be not dismayed, for I am your God. And if that's not enough, if that's not enough, God continues. God continues to just encourage us in this uh, verse. He says, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's strength and God's glory uh, makes God able to help us. But it is his love for us that says, I will help you. And it's really a shame um, because it's almost as if God is saying these things, trying to convince us to believe in what God is saying. It's a shame that even with the history that God has had with us, that we still doubt God. We doubt God, who is the expert in this field when it comes to this particular thing, when it becomes, when it comes to us never being alone. But we are quicker to doubt God sometimes than believe, and, and not believe in the work that God has done. We are quick to doubt God because of the things other people may say, doubt God because other, uh, of the things that we are experiencing. We are quick to doubt God uh, Uh, and believe people who aren't experts in our lives and who don't hold the position that God has in our lives, quick to doubt God because of the troubling times we are in, even though there is an extensive history of God showing up and showing out and coming through in our lives. God has proven time and time again that when we are weak, God is strong and that we can always look to God in time and time again, God will be there. But certain circumstances cause us to hesitate when it comes to reaching out to God because sometimes we think a little too highly of our own doing, think too highly of our own talents, think too highly of our own strengths, our own thoughts. And when that happens, it usually does not end well. And we end up reaching to God out in, we end up reaching out to God in the moments of chaos that we have created for ourselves instead of just listening and trusting and believing in God from the start. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. What reason do we have to fear or doubt when God is telling us these things? What reason do we have to doubt when God reminds us what has happened in the past? We allow fear to be present in our lives despite all that has happened and all that God has done for us in our lives. 
God has been there to help us not only deal with the fear that we cause ourselves, but also deal with the fear that comes from other places. God even continues to tell us uh, in, in the first not to fear and even tells us he will take care of things that will come against us. Uh, God says, behold, all those who were incensed against you uh, shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be nothing. And those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended against you, those who war against you shall be nothing as a non-existent thing. This is all just telling us not to be fearful of things that come up against us. It is not easy because, once again, we know that life happens, and life isn't always going to go the way you want it to go. And sometimes even the strongest of us can be put in a situation where fear takes over and changes our mindset. Uh, There was once uh, a young elephant calf who unfortunately got captured and sent to the circus, and that this young age, this elephant calf was very rebellious, and the keepers uh, tried many things to hold him down, but he would always break the ropes and the chains that held him. Uh, one day, the keepers decided to take a, a strong rope and tie it to a stake and knock it deep into the earth and tie the elephant to it. And no matter how much the young elephant pulled or pushed against it, he could not break free, and he grew to be fearful of this stake to the point where whenever he acted out of order, the keepers would tie him to the stake and that would subdue him. And on and on it went for years until that he had matured into a bull and all they had to do would tie him uh, to this stake and he would be subdued. One day, one day they brought another uh, full-grown elephant into the circus and he too was a young uh, rogue bull, and he fought back against the keepers, and he also broke the chains and also broke the ropes. And when they tried to tie him to the stake like they had done the previous elephant, he ripped it out of the ground. Finally, they gave up and just caged and shackled him. The other elephant, shocked by what he saw, asked him, how did you manage to break free from the stake? And I cannot. The other elephant looked at him in surprise and said, I don't think you realize how great you are. The stake that was made to hold the calf cannot hold the bull. You are fearful of something that no longer has power over you and no longer has the power to subdue you. You are fearful of something that no longer has the strength to hold you back. You are fearful of something that cannot compare to the power and the strength that you have inside of you. Stop being fearful. You are no longer a helpless calf. You are something greater than that state can no longer hold you back. So FCBC family, I have to ask you, who or what is the stake in your life that is currently holding you back? What or who have you tied yourself to that you think you cannot get away from? What or who are you letting think that they have the power over you to control you? What or who has got you so wrapped around their finger that you don't realize that they are keeping you from greatness? Why are you still fearful of moving away from this thing or person when all they do is keep you grounded where you are? When are you going to realize that whatever or whoever that stake is in your life no longer has the power to hold you back? You may have been alone when you first encountered them, but now you must know that God walks with you and God talks with you and God gives you strength. And because of that, we are no longer alone. We no have, we no longer have any reason to fear. It is in this season that we must realize what the thing is that is holding us back. What is the stake in our life that is causing us fear? Figure out what that stake is in your life and pull yourself free from it. 
Know who you are. Know who created you. Know that you are filled with the strength of God. Do not let anything that has happened cause you to doubt yourself. Do, do, do not let anything that has happened cause you to fear. Uh, do not let anything that's happened cause you to doubt the amazing things that you are capable of. And most importantly, trust and know that you are not alone. In the last verse, God says, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, I will help you. Family, we have nothing to fear because God is here with us. Whenever we need help, God will be there. Whenever we feel like we can't keep going on, God will grab our hand and help us move forward. Family, there is a lot of uncertainty in the future. And as we keep moving forward, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's going to happen. But one thing that we do know is that God will be with us. And because of that, there is no reason to fear. One thing that we do know that in all this uncertainty, one thing we know for certain is that God will be there. So we have no reason to fear. It is a tough time. We've been living like this for more than a year now. A lot of people are tired. A lot of people are weary. A lot of people are afraid and scared of what the future holds, afraid to step out the door, afraid to move forward, getting comfortable in the places that they're in. But don't let the fear of what is going on make you forget that God is with you. Don't let the fear of what's going on make you forget what God made inside of you. Don't forget that, that God's strength is in you. That strength to do amazing things. That strength to overcome any fear. Don't forget what God made you to be. You are a product of God. And because of that, in and of itself, we should have no reason to fear. But even when we doubt ourselves, we can always look up and grab hold of God's hand, that unchanging hand, and God will pull us forward. And because of that, we have no reason to fear. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute if you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.